Well, good morning, church. We've got uh, some special speakers today. You don't get to listen to me bore you with Joseph. It's not boring, I know. It's a joke. It was a joke. Like, Mike, Mike was trying to crack jokes up here, and I was like, come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Yeah. It was me last week when they were talking about all the cool stuff the ladies were doing. I'm like, how come I didn't hear about this? Oh, because it's for the ladies. Yeah, well, I'm not invited. Um, interesting things happening around here. Um, Bibi and I were praying this morning, and we were just praying about 2023. You know, and, and we both sat and discussed, and she's like, it's October. It's time that we pray for a vision for 23. We don't know what we're going to call it yet, but we're going to start praying on it, and we're going to have a title vision for 2023, and we're going to minister on it all year. Hopefully, we'll be closing Joseph in January. <laughs> we're in like chapter 39 of Genesis, trying to get to 50. I've got about 10, 11 weeks left in the rest of the year, and you know I'm going to have to give December to Jesus, so we'll make it work. Come on. Come on. Okay. What happened in worship today? That was not planned. Because you guys know I got up here and offended half the church last week about worship. Thank you. I needed an amen. I was like, uh, did I really offend them? How offended were they? You know, I was talking. So if you weren't here last week, I got up here and in the middle of my message, you know, the Holy Spirit allowed me to go into the weeds a little bit when I started just, I just... I was like, you know, I've been going to churches all these years, and I've been watching worship, and only a few of the churches I've attended, like one church, it was like, when the music would come on, the whole area was dark, you couldn't really see what was going on around you, you know, and, 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 I would, and if you did look around, it was like, everybody's hands were high, people were crying, people were singing, people were praising, I had a worship minister say, he was a, he was a pastor, he was a pastoral minister of worship, and he said, God gave you hands to clap, and I, and and, and, and a mouth to sing. But then I was like, but then you go to worship and you go to church and you look around and there's no energy. And remember I told you guys they're doing, the, they're doing the carry the TV? Done yet? Oh my gosh, he did four songs today. Oh, he's asking us to come up to the front. Where is Skip? I love you. See, we didn't plan that. That was what was awesome. That's when I was like, okay, Holy Spirit move. I said what I said last week, and the Holy Spirit confirmed that through Skip inviting everybody to come up here and put their hands up and praise. I was like, yes! Sorry, I know I'm loud. I know. One day we're going to need it. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm never going to be able to contain my energy. So what's going to have to happen is we're going to need to invite people. We're going to need to give more. And we're going to need to grow into a bigger building where I can be loud and you will not be impacted with your ears. Okay? Can we do that? Can we do that? Can we do that? <clears throat> I watch all these super mega pastors, and I don't ever want to become one of those guys, but I'm like watching these guys, I'm like, they started in a basketball gymnasium, right? And the next thing you know, they're in front of 5,000 people, and I'm like, how do they do that? I think they were just too loud. It's a joke. Okay, so listen, uh, we, on Friday night, a few of us here, uh, we attended the, a women's friend banquet dinner. Uh, a women's friend, if you weren't familiar 
with a women's friend. We did the baby bottle fundraiser for about six weeks, five, four, five, six weeks. Uh, it was putting change in there. Anyways, you guys, we went to this event. I was deeply moved. There is a, a ministry in town that's been going on over 35 years. It's called a women's friend. It was really strange because we were watching some of these clips, and we saw a baby of somebody we know, and we were like, oh, whoa. Like, it was, it was like, wow, people, like, they are really impacting the community. And so uh, one of the speakers was supposed to be somebody we knew, but she's like twin born ready to, uh, that she was not able to, to speak for them that night because she's going to give birth any second and she's bedridden. But anyways, a women's friend is the opposite of Planned Parenthood. They bring women in, they love them, they pray with them, they show the love of Christ, and they do an ultrasound. And the number of women that keep children after seeing an ultrasound would blow you away. Women that see the live baby tend to keep the live baby. So that is what a women's friend does. A women's friend ministry brings these women in, prays with them, loves them, sends them through counseling, gives them the resources they need, and they, and they help them along to decide to keep their child. So uh, if in the future you're interested in supporting a women's friend, you can come see me. We, we, we have a contact information there. Uh, or you can see Dale. Dale has the contact information. Um, you know, I, I made a pledge to give $10 a month. It's $10. But you want to know something? It's 10 more dollars that they didn't have. That's what I told myself. I said, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pledge something, I'm going to do something. See, the small things, God will take that small thing and do something with it. Now, on the far side, it said, you give $14,000 a month, you can save a child. I was like, well, I don't know, God. I don't. How about 10 bucks? Where's your heart? God loves a cheerful giver. And I'm like, okay, with everything I got going on, I mean, I, I give and I sow into this church. And I give and I sow into other things. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I sponsored a kid from, where's our boy from? El Salvador. We sponsor a child from El Salvador as well. And, 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 and the point is, I'm like, okay, I want to sow into this, so I have to reasonably make a healthy, balanced financial decision of what I can sow into this. So I don't get to get Starbucks twice a month. Oh, well. You know, I was bummed, Mike. I really was. I even told Bibi, I said, oh, no Starbucks on the way to church one Sunday out of the month. So listen, um, anyways, you guys, uh, that's kind of what's been going on. I golfed in a golf tournament yesterday with a lot of Christian men. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just trying to really get connected into the community because, you know, we've been living here three years. We've been your pastors since the beginning of this year. We are seeing new things happen. I am praying for new things to happen. I have been praying this year for God to show me some balance, show me certain things, and, and I have some things that I'm going to be making changes in my areas of my life as well moving into 2023, which is why I'm praying about the vision for 23 in this church. And I love all of you guys, and I'm inspired every Sunday when you show up. It lets me know I'm not boring you, and it lets me know that obviously we're teaching from the Word of God because I try to spend a lot of time in the Word of God. So I'm like, okay, God, I guess I'm doing the right thing. I'm just going to keep showing up every Sunday in the natural and let you do the supernatural. Yes? Amen? Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so today we have special guest speakers. We sent some of our leaders to Danville to the Foursquare Conference. of leadership. It was a leadership conference in Danville. It was a Thursday through Saturday event. So whoever went obviously needed to take some time off work. So these uh, lovely people volunteered their time, gave up their pay, 
and they were able to go out there and be a part of that event. And today they're going to come up here and just give a little bit of testimonies on what happened there, what they learned, what they heard, just whatever they want to say. So uh, uh, first up is going to be Kelly. Yes, thank you, Kelly's going to come on up. This is Pastor Appreciation Month, and this isn't like the official day yet, but do we appreciate these guys? Can we show them that we love them? <laughs> we sure do. So yeah, about a month ago, we went to Danville, and it was a big um, a Foursquare. Foursquare is our denomination, in case you're not sure of that. Um, and we went to some big church services, and then we had some breakout sessions. And um, the president of Foursquare, who was Randy Remington, spoke the first night, which was great. And then some of the like, pers like position doesn't really matter, but they were like big people in in Foursquare, um, encouraged the leaders um, with different messages. And like I said, it was about a month ago, and I don't know if you, if this happens to you, it seems like it always happens to me, but you go to a women's retreat or a, or a conference or something, and you get all pumped up, and you come home, and like the next day, you crash. Like, you're back to reality, and you're like, oh, all this cool stuff that, I, that God gave me, like, it's gone, right? It's not, but has anybody ever... Has that happened to you before? So I came up here about a month ago, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now I'm like, well, um, all this stuff is still true, but I've done this since then, and that's just life. Um, but this speaks to that. So basically, um, our mission as a Christian is to share the good news with the world. Um, and the good news is that God loves us, and God is always with us no matter if we in, we're in the world, whether we're in the, on the street, whether we're in the church, whether we're in school, whether we're in work. God is always with us, and God loves us. Um, and there's a Bible verse in Matthew 16 that says um, Jesus was talking to Peter. And if you know Peter, Peter was very much like this. He was the guy that stepped out of the boat and, like, went for it with God, and he fell. But at least he got out of the boat, Right? Um, he was the one that denied Jesus three times. So Jesus, Peter has a this. Um, and Jesus said to Peter, this guy, um, I'm going to change your name to Rock, which is this. And on, upon you, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So basically, the church that Jesus made, which is us, um, no matter what happens, the enemy is going to try to come against us but he's going to lose. However, um, the church can be surrendered. So one of the guys that spoke, his name was Jeff Roper. He's the global missions director of Foursquare in Europe and like thousands of church people in different countries and stuff. And he spoke about a couple different countries. Um, I think one of them was the Netherlands. I can't remember. But they're... Christian presence is almost gone um, because, you know, I don't know the people in the Netherlands, but they've surrendered it. And the things that they're doing over there are happening in America, like the culture. Um, 
So the enemy can't destroy the church, but the church can surrender to the enemy. Um, that was pretty big. That was pretty like, wow. So if, we, if I just keep, you know, doing my thing and not plugging into the Lord and being the good news, um, you know, pray that it doesn't happen. You know, the Bible says, you know, seek me and repent. Um, but that was pretty powerful to me. Um, so be the good news. Um, and he, they talked a little bit about the whole COVID thing. I think this was the first time they've been back in person. You know, the last two or three years were just crazy. Um, and they gave some statistics. Since COVID, one in three people have stopped coming to church. And I know Skip and I have talked about this a lot. When we were home, um, you know, we watched it most of the time. You know, be honest, sometimes we didn't. And um, we watched it from our couch. And we didn't stand up and raise our hands at home. I didn't do that. Um, we just didn't. And then when we came back to church, I had a hard time doing that again because I got out of the habit. So I think we need to learn how to do church again. I mean, we've been here for a while, but I think, I know I am. I used to be a lot more um, outgoing or physical with my worship or more into my worship. And I got home and I got into bad habits. So I would encourage you to, you know, wake up. We're back. Um, and, 50, and church membership has also dropped for 50 per, by 50% for the first time in Foursquare. So whatever the number is of people that normally come, and it's different for different churches, but it's dropped to almost half. So um, it is what it is. I mean, God, God is in charge of that. However, there's been 7% of new people that have never been in church before that are coming now. So we're in a new season. I mean, it's over, hopefully it's over. Um, but we're in a new season, so instead of trying to like fight it and me yell at you about it, I'm not trying to do that at all, but we just kind of need to shift our focus and do it a little different. More like emissions focused. Um, and one of the speakers was a church planter, and he's planted churches in different, um, actually, parts of the United States. I think he had a church in Brooklyn, in New York. Um, and he just gave some, um, like, principles to follow in this season of the church, not our church, but the, the church in general. Um, and these aren't all of them, but these are the ones that really spoke to me. Was return to the power source, which is the Holy Spirit. Um, we can have plans, we can have programs, we can have fun, we can carve pumpkins, we can play music. We need to return to the power source, which is the Holy Spirit, because with, without that, nothing else matters. Um, to have deep, intimate, and un uninhibited worship, and I think what he said was like being drunk with God. So thankfully, I've been a Christian most of my life, and I have never been drunk in my life, thank the Lord. Um, but in Acts, they, the people that were watching the disciples said, like, what are you guys drinking? You know, like, what's wrong with you? 
And um, it's because they were just like high on God. And um, uninhibited, like you don't even care, you just go for it. Like that's the kind of worship we need to have. Um, know your identity in Jesus. Um, it's not anything we do. It doesn't matter if it's up or down, but Jesus in us is who we are. Um, obey him. The cool thing about obeying him is when we just do what he says, whatever happens is, is his deal. Like, okay, God, I'm going to do it, and then whatever happens is on you. Um, and to know the people that we live with. Paul and Jesus did that a lot. When they spoke to people and gave stories, they, they related them to what the people knew and what they did. So just to kind of know who you're, like know the people of Yuba City, Marysville, know the people in your family, um, and God will show you how to, how to be Jesus to them. All right. And now um, Gabby's going to come up. Is this close enough to the mic? Okay. <laughs> uh, I always get so nervous talking up front, but then I'm like, well, it's family and friends. Hi. <laughs> um, Kelly much, pretty much said it all. <laughs> um, but it was my first conference that I'd been to that I wasn't dragged to, like, growing up. Like, it was my own choice, and it was fun. Um, I will say it was overwhelming in the best of ways. Um, worship was a different experience with how much everyone got into it. Um, it was really awesome. Um, there were the keynote speakers, and they said what their mission was, and there were a lot of different, mi different missions in the church. Um, the last day, though, that was what spoke to me the most. Um, it was at the Women's Collective, and it was great. <laughs> the whole weekend was very awesome. Um, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> um, so, what was said during the Women's Collective is that God has always been there in your life. And in my head, as becoming a Christian, it was, oh, God's with me now. It never really clicked that he's always has been there. And that hit home um, in a different sense. But, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I don't really have much more to say, but I'd like to welcome Christian to the stage. <laughs> Hello. I, they pretty much stole a lot of it, so I don't have too much to say. All right, well, most of what I'm going to say is probably just basing off what they said, for the most part. Uh, like she said, worship is kind of like almost being like intoxicated when you're worshiping, just so you can just fully let yourself go from everything and just be in the moment. I feel 
One of the things they talked about was mission. Sorry, now I'm nervous. Mission is like bir- based, birthed off of worship. So it's how you show yourself and like the joy you have, other people can kind of see, and that's ultimately is what's going to draw people to worship to the church. So I. Yeah. And then another thing that my mother said was kind of knowing the people. And in that, one of the things they talked about was everyone worships, even if it's not necessarily like a god. Everyone kind of has symbols, and that's sometimes their religion. Uh, another thing that she kind of brought up. Our greatest missionary everything is our witness. So everyone kind of knows things, but if you can experience something, like, oh, I've been through that. To a lot of people, that's that's really what's going to hit home for them. So knowing them and being able to witness and go through the same type of things is the ultimately is going to be what brings people to the same brings people together uh, sick yeah that's my thing uh, we'll, we'll. I, I don't. Will, 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 William. How's it going, everybody? I'm back. <laughs> um, it moves. Uh, I, it's not for me to talk about. Um, have you ever been anywhere where you look around you and you realize just where you're at in life. You look around and you see, you see the the person who I, I was sitting next to, uh, or not, not sitting next to, but sitting behind was a pastor. And the person in front of them was a pastor. And the person in front of them was a pastor. And the person to my left was a pastor. And the person to my right was a pastor. And everybody in this entire building was there doing God's work, okay? And I realize I am, maybe, am I supposed to be here? Am I the one to to stand up and talk like all of these, like everybody there was a great speaker. It was amazing. But then I'm thinking, like, am I capable of doing all that? And yes, yes, you are. You are all capable of doing exactly what they were doing for me there. So um, there's that that hit me when I was there. There's also the, uh, the oh, my, my great message the other week, right? That, uh, <laughs> that almost didn't happen. I was, we were, I think it was the second night, the, who was it speaking? Sorry. Oh, anyways, anyways, um, I think the, the second night, um, 
they, they spoke on Acts. And uh, so, so that was like, oh, is this my message? Is this, this, this is what I was about to talk on. So I was, it, it just kind of caught me off guard that, well, not didn't catch me off guard, but like I, my message almost didn't happen because I was like, what is the word? Um, almost felt like they were taking it. But then you guys wouldn't have heard it, so I went ahead and did mine. A um, couple of people earlier today uh, noticed that I was asking them, maybe, maybe they didn't notice, but I was asking them, what's your message next week? Hey, Mike, what's your message next week? And I'm not going to talk for Chris, but if I were Chris, and you came to me with a message, and you showed me this is what I have planned, I'm going to let you get up on stage and do it because that's awesome. That's something everybody should be striving for. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make another message for you guys. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to. And I feel like, to me, please make, another, please make a message for us. Um, <laughs> you too, dude. Um, um, oh, the leadership conference. Um, <laughs> so something something Kelly talked up talked on was that the uh, the excitement you feel while you're there really is something that you struggle to carry on to the next day. Or, or maybe not for me. It was the next day because I ended up sick and I was moving and I and all the whole world just came back and hit me all at once. Um, so so it really was the next day, but that that's something that you you can't let go of easily. You 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 can you you feel that way for for that time, and then. Something happens in your life, and you and it, and it may drop, but it's easy to reignite that same fire. So um, that's yeah. I, I was sick the very next day, and and I was yeah. It was it was rough. That was about what I had to say. Here's Chris. All right, well, let's give them all a hand. It, uh, yeah, what's your message next week? I feel like sitting down again. <laughs> Mike, what's your message next week? You know, um, I was listening to everything that we were talking about, and uh, those were shocking statistics to hear, Kelly. 50% of it's probably not just Foursquare. It's 50% of church attendance since COVID went down. 50%. Wow. 50%. That's like looking around the room and seeing the person next to you just not be here next week. Sorry, Eric. No, that number's probably still fairly accurate. 
Well, that's it. That, that's what we were saying. There's 7% new growth. 7% of, 7 of people that have come back were new growth. Sure. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Annette. All right. You know, uh, we got we got a couple minutes, so yes. Yes. You know, I, I heard a statistic once that said that there's a lot of people waiting to come to church and all they're waiting for is an invite. Can you picture that? You know, because, because the, enemy, the enemy does want to scare you and tell you a lie. The enemy wants to tell you when you get ready to invite somebody to church or somebody that you don't know whether they have any reference or background or knowledge of Christ, the enemy wants to tell you, like, if you go up and invite that person to church, they're going to laugh at you, mock you, and they're not going to be your friend anymore. And that fear overrides you. You, you listen to the fear. That's, that's a heartbreaking situation. And, um, but there's a lot of people who have said they don't go to church because they've never been invited. Dale's holding up our little invite slips back there. We just printed those uh, a few months back. Uh, they are here. You can grab them and take some and hand them around. I encourage you guys to invite somebody. You know, I was listening to this missionary work and church growth, and um, I remember when we first attended this church. When we first attended this church, it was November, December-ish, 2019. It was just a couple months before we were shut down, and BB and I church shopped. You know, we had come from San Diego. We're from LA. We had come from San Diego. We'd been serving as directors of Celebrate Recovery Ministry for a few years there. And when we were moving up here, you know, it was like, what's the next mission? What's our next mission? And when we got here to Yuba City, we church shopped. We went to Hope Point. We went to the Bride. We went to Calvary. We went to both Calvaries. We 
We checked out every church in town. And every church I walked into, they had a room full of people. 98 people helping in the back and cafes and people working. And, and I looked around and I, and, I, and I enjoyed the message and I enjoyed my time there. And I said to myself, this church has all the workers it needs. I said, I don't like it here. And we kept looking around and I came into the rivers. And it was like Pastor Mark's second week or something. And because uh, he was telling us he was brand new. And there was like 15 people in here. There was like, there was nobody in here. And I looked at BB after service and I said, this is where God wants us to be. This is where I want to come next week. And we've been here ever since. And look at what mission God had for us. Give us six weeks. Keep coming back. Six weeks. You ever see the memes that are going around right now? It says, tell the people what they want to hear, and it shows you a room full of people, and it says, tell them the truth. You see a room that looks like this. Let's keep teaching the truth. Go and invite somebody to come to church next week. Amen? Let me see a show of hands of somebody who's going to invite somebody to church this week. Let me see a show of hands who's going to invite somebody to come to church next week. All right. Double points if you find out they didn't know Jesus when you asked them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this house that you've provided for us, Lord, to come in to worship to you, Lord. I thank you for our worship, Lord. I thank you for our worship team. I thank you for our servants, Lord. I thank you for their hearts, Lord. I thank you for our leadership team that went to Danville, Lord, and the things that you put in their heart, Lord God. Those things are going to grow roots, Lord God. They're going to inspire them, Lord God, to help grow the rest of this body of Christ, Lord God. We didn't send them there by accident. We sent them there on purpose, Lord. They got to go there and hear what they needed to hear, Lord God, so that they could bring it back here to this body of Christ and tell us what you needed us to hear, Lord God. It's through those roots that you're going to continue to build this church, Lord God. You've made us all your Peter. You've made us all your rock. Let nothing prevail against us as we go out this week, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.